Who doesn't love a list? <laughs> it appeals to the OCD-ness in people, I think. I can quickly drum a um, targeted media database for pretty much any client with any topic of interest, which is really invaluable to me. Hi and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Mike Woodcock. Every week we sit down and we talk with journalists and editors live so that you guys can find out a little bit more about how they generate stories, what turns them on, what their audiences are really connecting with, and the best ways to get in touch and pitch. Joining us today is Sadeshna Ghosh, the Digital Managing Editor at the Australian Women's Weekly. And we'll bring her up in just one moment. Um, we do hope that you are getting a lot out of this. And I just want to take a quick moment to say if you've got a pitch that you want to share, by all means, jump up and share it. If you've got some questions, by all means, ask them. Sadeshna, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure you've got an awful lot on your, on, on your plate um, as you are, I suppose, coordinating all the digital traffic for uh, the Australian Women's Weekly. That's right. It is. Um, we've just launched a new website. Um, it's been about well, a couple of months now. Um, and uh, yeah, onboarding a new team and there's a lot going on. I won't lie, but it's exciting. So that's quite a quite a large project. I imagine there's quite a few folks involved. Um, when did you start rolling out that project and, and, and what's the what's, I suppose, the, the ultimate aim? Oh, look, um, Launching a standalone website for the Australian Women's Weekly was part of a broader business um, strategy for at our media. It um, it kind of ties in with the fact that it's the 90th birthday for the weekly, which is an iconic brand, as everybody knows. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was. It, it is a pretty big project. Um, there had been work sort of happening behind the scenes uh, for a while, obviously. Uh, I've, I was brought on board to obviously head up the digital team um, fairly recently, so I've been there a couple of months. So it's definitely been a bit of a baptism by fire. Hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it's been exciting. Yeah, so I just want to find out a little bit about your day-to-day -day role, what, what that actually entails as digital manager. Yeah. Oh, look, I wish I could give you a straightforward answer, but I think as any of my fellow media folks will attest, uh, no two days are the same. Um, we are very much in a sort of a launch phase right now. Um, so it's things are, uh, we're not running like a well-oiled machine, but we will hopefully soon. The site launched in August, we soft launched, and then we, uh, we did a hard launch in September. Um, hopefully, um, many uh, of you would have uh, had it on your radar. If not, please go check it out. It's called womensweekly.com.au. Um, we, it's, I'll, I'll give you a bit of background around the site, which might then uh, help segue into what the day-to-day -day looks like. Um, it's essentially bringing um, the content that the brand's so well known for to life online in, in a, um, in a, environment that's that's really on brand so um, it's a pretty 
broad church in terms of the content mix mm. as well as the audience. Um, so as as you well know, celebrity um, royals and entertainment content is an important pillar for us, but the site is also quite heavily lifestyle skewed and it, it'll, um, the, the lifestyle skew will kind of become incrementally more important um, as it evolves. That's the uh, overarching strategy. Um, <clears throat> our key content pillars are um, within lifestyles sort of health and wellness, beauty, um, a bit of fashion, travel, and uh, money and finance. Mm. Uh, but we cover a really broad range of subjects. And real life stories um, are also another um, important sort of piece of the puzzle as far as this brand is um, concerned. Um, as many of you might know, in, it's it's something the magazine's kind of got uh, quite a bit of um, um, popularity around as well. Um, and then there's our social channels. Um, so um, we engage with our audiences with different touch points, uh, primarily on Instagram and Facebook at the moment, but that'll grow too. So I guess in terms of the long-winded answer to your question around the day-to-day would be a bit of everything. Um, um, as I mentioned, um, onboarding a new team at the moment, mm. so we, we're growing out of the content that we do. Um, yeah, I guess planning um, broad, broader sort of longer term strategy development as well as the day to day, looking at what's happening on the news cycle, as well as SEO led um, uh, sort of uh, lifestyle uh, features, um, editing, um, a bit of I, I don't get to do as much writing as I'd like, but that might change down the track. Um, and uh, yeah, a bit of a whole heap of different things. I, I, I can imagine that your cup is fairly full. Yeah. yeah. Um, with such a new brand, I suppose one of the biggest challenges is, um, and it's not a new brand though, it's it's, it's just, a, I suppose, a, a, a dynamic expression of the existing brand that's, that's yes, quite well known. Exactly. New what, platform for a very, um, well, old, old but in a good way. And, and much loved, and much loved. Um, yeah. uh, sourcing content, um, I imagine that a few folks out there wouldn't be aware of how to share stories with you. Um, right now, would you mind sharing a, 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 an email or what the best way for people to pitch ideas would of be for the, for the brand? Um, for email's the best brand. for digital. Um, and, and I know that um, we uh, a lot of uh, brands and, and I guess PR teams are looking at more of a digital focus. Um, mm. I, I, and I think that's there's, there's also the thinking around um, lead times with digital review, obviously a lot more nimble and agile. So um, the best way to contact me and pitch is probably email. Uh, and it's a pre, if, if you worked with anyone at our media, which I'm sure you guys have, it's the standard format. So it's sadeshna.coach at ourmedia.com.au. Fantastic. Thank you. And we'll put that up just in a moment um, for our audience. Now, I'm starting to see some questions come through, which is fantastic. Um, I just did want to ask one more question just while you and I are still talking before we start um, uh, fielding the questions in the audience. While we're offline, we talked about um, the dynamic nature of, of media um, and the rising importance of video, uh, especially in, in where you are right now. How important is video from your perspective um, and, and what's your advice to anybody that's looking to share that kind of content? Oh, look, I think as we all know with digital, video is increasingly important. We know engagement goes up with video and that's something that uh, we definitely want to try and do more of. But 
the reality also is that video can be um, quite resource heavy. Uh, what I don't want to do is pivot to video, which I think um, some brands have done not with great success. Um, so if when we do it, we do it well. So we do have we do have a video um, kind of um, component within the website, um, and we want to do more of it. Um, we we and I think for our social channels, video is definitely something that um, again we we have been doing, but we want to do, we are going to be doing more of, mm. and that's a slightly less um, I guess more of a lo-fi approach to video, which is um, achievable um, quite short term. Um, but yeah, the goal is to be able to try and do more and different kinds of video. If mm. is a short answer. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you. And, oh, um, I guess in terms of. Um, in terms of how that links back to uh, pitches and uh, that kind of thing, we've actually had um, we, we are in, in in the process of working with a couple of different um, on 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 some stories where um, we get access to um, certain celebrities who are part of a particular campaign, for example, and if, and you know we've been able to get uh, bespoke video for us, which works really well, and that can go on to the side and to social. So where, wherever that. That capability exists as part of a pitch it's something um, i'd love to explore more of fantastic thank you um now sam barnes has asked us what catches your eye in a media pitch and what is an instant turn off <laughs> um how long is a piece of string <laughs> i think look at this stage i'd welcome all sorts of pitches and i'm not going to say no to um anything in terms of being an instant turn off, but without doubt, any sort of exclusivity. Um, again, it's uh, as any media person, any journalist will tell you, will always stand out. So whatever we can get exclusives on, I understand that's not always possible, especially in the lifestyle space, but something unique um, is, is, is always going to stand out. Um, knowing the brand and the audience that you're pitching to, um, is helpful. So if it's tailored, you know, if it's if it's had a bit of thought and consideration put behind the page, then that will help. Um, I will caveat this with saying that I'm not obviously able to get back to every single page. And often this is something after my whole career where if something looks interesting but it's not time sensitive, I'll file it away and I might come back to it down the track, but it could be weeks later. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty good at remembering something uh, that was relevant and coming back to it if, 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 if the requirement pops up down the track. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, looking at the difference between digital and traditional media, um, it, how is the content shared? Is, is if something makes it big in print, will it move online? If it starts online, will it migrate to print? And is there a process by which you, 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 you share those should we pitch to you and it might find its way to print or that's a great question and it's something that we are in the process of um kind of refining um and again that's across the business so um i'm sure you've kind of it's it's been out in the media um our ceos talked about it at length how our media is um, evolving into an omni-channel approach so mm -hmm. as part of that um the print teams um, are being upskilled in, in digital. There's there's been a digital academy that's uh, that's ongoing. So there, uh, well, well, that may not have happened a lot in the past. Um, 
I'm relatively new um, to the business as well, but um, going forward, there's definitely going to be a lot more um, cross-pollination and content sharing between print and digital. And it's already happening with us with great result. So um, it depends on the story. Um, we would sometimes, um, we, we would take some print stories um, and run them online, but most of them uh, in terms of timing and when that goes up and the treatment will depend very much on a case-by-case -case basis. You know, sometimes we slice and dice stories to make them more digital friendly. Some, yeah. some stories just need to run as they are because yeah. they're such wonderful deep reads. I mean, there is such a wealth of content in in um, the Women's Weekly print, it, you know, in every issue, um, yeah. as well as if you look at the archive. So it, it's, it's a real mine for us to tap into. Um, but we also do a lot of digital only content, um, which is obviously the goal for um, getting SEO traffic, uh, you know, things that are happening on the news cycle and increasingly the way it'll work is uh, we, we look at a content piece mm. um, and then determine from the get-go how it works for digital, how it works for print, how it might uh, play out on socials, um, a, a real omni-channel approach, which, which is something that we are working towards. Yep. Perfect. Um, I, 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 I understand that there's no hard and fast rules for this is going on print, this is online. Um, I, I have noticed a, a, a bit of a trend, though, where there is um, online versions of or, or digital versions of traditional media that broadly speak, and again, I'm speaking pretty broadly here, um, print tends to be longer form articles, a little bit more dis little bit more thought, perhaps, um, whereas the online stuff tends to be a bit more responsive, news of the day, um, and, and generally shorter. And of course, there's the dynamic video elements as well. Would 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 that be a general rule of thumb for you guys as well? Um, yes and no. I think, yes, uh, obviously, did, uh, I think attention spans on digital are so small, as we know, and increasingly shrinking. Um, so typically, digital content does tend to be a bit shorter, but I will say this, um, especially, and, and I think that that's what makes us and this site quite unique is um, we've so, so we've got these amazing, you know, deep dive investigative journalism features. We've got these interviews with exclusives with celebrities that uh, you know have access, sort of access that no one else does. Those features. And and we've we've seen this already with in terms of how it resonates with the audience. We've got you know if you look at the dwell times and uh, engagement rate on the site already, some of these longer form features which can go up to thousands of words um, work online yeah. because if if there's you know um, if if the content is compelling enough, then people will stay on and read the whole thing through. And that that's I guess that's the job to make it so and, and present it in a way that that translates well into on, onto the medium, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you look at brands like, um, I guess, Global Best Practice or whatever, The Atlantic, like some of those features run to thousands of words. Yeah. But I mean, I, I would still sit and read them. And, and, and I think, I, I guess that's the aspiration a little bit too, um, to give give each story the, the real estate it deserves, if yeah. that makes sense. Yep. I always say, uh, you know, I'm often asked, oh, what's what's the right length for a digital um, article? Um, and 
I'm loath to answer that. Like that, there's no there's no rule answer. I I yeah. would say every story, every content piece should be as long as it needs to be. Thank you. That's that's a great answer. Appreciate that. Um, Gabriel Rizzo's asked a question which goes to goes to audience, which I'm a big fan of understanding. Um, she's asked, what age demographic is your key audience? And I suppose we could use that as a bit of a springboard to, to look at the audience more broadly. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, look, I think the Women's Weekly is typically uh, perceived as being um, slightly older um, and, and that is probably a reasonable definition, but what um, insights have shown us, have, they've been quite surprising, actually. Um, digital audiences especially are skewing younger. And um, it's, it's and, and we've got a pretty broad church. Um, so I'd, I'd say around 35 plus is probably the fastest growing demographic um, okay. across digital and social, but there's definitely that core loyal audience um, who've been with the brand for ever, um, which which is amazing to see. And it's so it's such a rarity in media these days. Um, we sometimes yeah, hear from people or when there's competitions and every single person you talk to has, has, a, has a story um, of growing up with the weekly, which is beautiful. Yeah, look, I remember it from when I was a kid. I did. I did. Mama had a copy. Grandma had a copy. Yeah, it's 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 very much an icon. So you are going to get that audience that 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 is a bit older, but you're also going to get a younger audience. Oh, I, exactly, I and I think that's definitely the goal with the with the new digital um, focus um, is to kind of broaden and reach new audiences as well. Uh, people who wouldn't may not traditionally have been associated with the weekly, but um, that there's so much that is relevant and interesting to them. But what makes it quite unique is also, um, I guess, in a way, um, an interesting challenge because it's it's such a broad church. It's talking to a really broad demographic. No, I was going to ask you, what what people, what what people are people engaging with right now? What, what, what's, you were talking about dwell times and things like that. What, what are people really focusing in on? Um, again, it's early days, so it's, um, it's, it's a bit hard to kind of hmm. define, and that's that's something we we are looking at um, our insights and analytics and, and taking learnings from and evolving um, our strategies as we go. Um, I think, as I mentioned uh, earlier, content around royals and some of the celebrity exclusives is something that always resonates with this audience. Yep. Um, real life stories, um, because again, we we do it, um, we try and do it in a in a I guess in the eight up that way, which is the internal term for the brand, if anyone was wondering what that was, um, you know, bringing out those really gripping stories that um, probably would have gone unheard um, otherwise. Um, so, yeah, the real life stories work really well. Um, but again, a lot of the lifestyle content, um, as, as the insights have shown us, there's, there's a huge demand for, but they tend to take a little bit longer to gain traction. Yeah. Um, the Google algorithms are still getting to know us. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. As you say, it, it is early days yet. Um, uh, Cindy Lev has asked a couple of questions, which we've sort of touched on about the, about digital and, and, and print. Um, and also, are you the best person to pitch for the online site? And you, you've sort of answered that and shared your yes. contact details as well. Um, and I'll pass on things to uh, relevant people on the team. 
Fantastic. Well. And you said it's a growing team too. So, yeah, as they become available. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I, I, I did want to ask around um, uh, around pitching and PRs is how do you, how do you start that relationship? Um, do you like getting a phone call, um, an email? Would you like to go for a cup of coffee? How do you like to get that deeper relationship with journalists, uh, with, I, with public relations people? Sorry. Yeah, I'd love to be able to do all of it, um, and I have done in the past. But to be completely honest, right now, um, we it's it's just time it is extremely busy as you can imagine with with, with being new um and growing um every now and again yes i'm i'm you know open to catching up for a coffee uh, when when there's enough kind of i guess relevant uh relevant kind of brands and content to talk about um but in general i'd say an email is probably the best way to reach me and i and i and I do apologize in advance. I would probably not get back to um, to everyone uh, unless there's something that's, that that I really need to kind of pick up. Um, yep. But yeah, email is probably the best way. If there's something that's super time sensitive, um, which probably would come more from, I guess, network publicists rather than, you know, brand PRs, then I'm happy to get a call, but um, generally email is the best. And I would also say, as I mentioned earlier, follow-up emails um, maybe once is fine. Don't follow up like in the next, in, within within a week. Um, if I haven't responded, then there's probably a reason. Maybe one follow-up email just to um, pop it back onto the radar because as you can imagine, we get a lot of emails and things can slip through the cracks. Um, but if you haven't heard from me, then there's probably not. Okay, thank you. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for walking us through that. Um, Caroline has asked, do you have writers in other states, or are your teams open to media for mills attending events in a state and getting out there? We don't have a team um, in other states. I, I have a, a freelance producer working with me, short term, who's who's in Melbourne, but no, the team's Sydney based. Uh, we are open to um, for males especially for travel content because um, it's travel is an important content pillar um, but again it comes down to time um, it's it's pretty hard to kind of spare people uh, to go off and spend a whole day or a couple of days doing something so we, I, I'm, we have to be really particular about what we choose to allocate um, our time to um and if if it's important enough and relevant enough then yes but definitely open to it so feel free to send pitches and ideas and invites my way and um if if it's if it's relevant and useful we, we can definitely happy to explore it yeah perfect thank you and and i'm aware that you're spending a, a little bit more time over than you originally promised so thank you so All much right. for spending that extra time um so if anybody has any questions please jump in and, and ask those last questions um I, I am going to ask you is there a piece that you've worked on that you're especially proud of it can be something you've written yourself um it can be from this role some some other roles but is there something you've worked on or contributed towards that that's made an impact something that you're proud of Oh, for me personally? Yeah. Um, oh, that's interesting. Gosh, I haven't, yeah, as I said, I don't get to write as much as I'd like. Um, I guess 
this would have been last year sometime. I wrote a thought piece for Media Diversity Australia, which mm. I'm sure you're familiar with. It was around um, the state of play in terms of diversity in travel media in Australia, which, yeah, which is something that I thought um, needed to be communicated, needed to be expressed, need to, um, yeah, if we have, I mean, Media Diversity Australia does a newsletter, and I'm sure they've got archives somewhere, so if anyone's interested, they, they're welcome to try and look for it um, or ask the team there for it. But I think um, I, I think that that was an important um, piece. Um, in terms of what we do on the side, we again, we you know, on any given day, um, our stories could range from um, the birth trauma crisis mm. to um, the best mascaras to buy, you know, mm. um, um, as, as with most other lifestyle websites, um, content commerce, um, affiliate-based uh, content is also um, of growing importance to us. So, yeah, it's, it's quite diverse. But um, I guess for a couple of the recent stories that the team did that I, I, was, I was quite proud of was one was um, around the Matildas and how they've changed the game, no pun intended, when it comes to women's sports. Um, and then we did another piece on the gender pay gap, uh, which is also a good read, I thought. Um, but there's there's so much more. So please go onto the website and have a look. And I'd love, I'd I'd really love feedback, and I'd uh, I'd love to hear from people in terms of what you think, um, what you'd like to see more of, less of. Um, very open to hearing from everyone. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate you answering these questions and sharing those contact details so that people can give you that feedback. Um, and everyone's meant to go to the site, and the site is? Womensweekly.com.au. Might have led with that. <laughs> Womensweekly.com.au. Um, Sudeshna, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, Thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And you can also, uh, cheeky little shout-out, but, yeah, follow us on socials if you don't already. But, yeah. We're going to be do doing more fun stuff on socials. I think you're going to get a lot of followers off the back of this. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone. Bye now. That was Sadesh Ghosh, Digital Managing Editor at Australian Women's Weekly. Thanks again for joining us today. Really appreciate your time and your questions. We'll be back next week. Until then, bye for now.